We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Yo, welcome everybody to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizapia, and with me, a very special guest for the Thursday slate on getaway day, but we're just getting started. It's Vlad Sedler. What's up, Vlad? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Joe? I am doing great. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to a couple of days off for the All-Star break. Nah. And, uh, Going to get together with some of the uh, the Rotowire clan over in uh, Las Vegas for the a- annual trip. So yeah, it be fun. Uh, you know, I heard you. I hear Todd Zola talking about this whole thing, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, where the hell is my invite? I mean, I, I <laughs> you know, what's the matter? I've been here all these months now. Nobody's uh, inviting me to Las Vegas. I don't know what I did or didn't do, but uh, I don't know. If the higher ups are listening, c- fellas, I'm here. I could use a vacation. Help me out, for the love of God." <laughs> How was your July 4th, by the way, buddy? Oh, it was nice. Uh, just at a friend's house, and they had a bunch of people over. They had a taco truck, a churro guy, Whoa, DJ. Oh, nice. So, man, I, I pretty much ate for, for about three people. Just, just, just total food coma. But you had me uh, a I'm taco recovering. truck, Vlad. You had me a taco truck. <laughs> Not even going to lie, bro. Like, I don't even know. How does that happen? How do you get the taco truck to come to your house? I don't know, but. Well, it's not the actual truck. It's the we just call it a taco truck here in Cali. It's okay. you know people kind of set up the taco station, but you got all the goodies and oh, I see. guacamole, right. different kinds of salsas, different types of meats. So uh, you know, definitely a nice treat. I, I never pass up a good uh, quote unquote taco truck. No, nor should anyone in their right mind. And if you do, then you know you're just un-American. How about that? <laughs> All right, let's get to it. We got a long slate of uh, DFS games here. Uh, let's start with some of these day games because uh, I don't know if we want to get involved here at all because this is kind of a it's a bit of an S show. I mean, let's be honest. All right, we got Johnny Cueto against Annabelle Sanchez here in this one, but it's a Johnny Cueto road start and this year on the road. He's got a 4.65 ERA, and this is not like three or four starts anymore, kids. We're talking 10 starts, so not feeling great about him. The other side of that one is Fulmer. 
Then you got the uh, Marlins Cardinals with Kohler and Waka, who's been okay. You got Davies against the Cubs and Mike Montgomery. And then that fourth game, uh, of course, you got the Reds at the Rockies, Romano and Chatwood. So what do you do here? Let's talk about these guys and kind of get them off our plate. Are you playing the slate at all here with any of these pitchers or you just kind of, you know, go in full bore for the night slate? You know what? I definitely like the night slate better. I think there's a lot of great pitching. Um, for this day slate, you know, it's a nice four-gamer. There's a sort of a, a, a game in between that really isn't covered on any of the slates, and that's Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. So yeah. uh, luckily don't have to really worry about that one. But um, the thing is, this just feels to me, this morning slate feels more like a, a tournament type of slate. Um, you know, you've obviously got your, um, you know, Coors game with uh, Colorado and Cincinnati. Um, Johnny Cueto right now, like you mentioned, with that four-and-a-half row DRA, I mean – He's serving up a career high 1.5 home runs per nine, um, you know, averaging about three and a half K's over his last five starts. I mean, you nailed it on the head. Something's definitely not right about him. And, uh, you know, people just keep running him out there. But that kind of makes, you know, Detroit, um, especially, uh, you know, all those guys that are kind of hit or miss. I think some of that offense might really work for Detroit. Um, But it really is looking like Michael Waka, um, who's had a nice string of – starts over his last few games, nine K's in his last outing, um, you know, a much better ERA at home and only eight home runs allowed. He's kind of feeling like um, the safest of, of the cash game plays. Today. Yeah. I mean, I got to agree with you. That's definitely where I'm going there. And I'll ask you this, cause I've talked about this with my buddy, uh, Benny Ricciardi before. I'm sure you have too. Is this the kind of slate? Cause it's starting to feel like it where you have Colorado in play and you have some of these offenses in play here where you go, okay, you know, maybe I just build my offense and then just see what pitchers available and try to do it that way. It, you know, I kind of do that reverse thing there, especially on the one pitcher site where you don't have to account for it quite as much. No, absolutely. Um, you know, you, you can definitely do that with a, with, with a slate like this. Um, the only problem with this one specifically is there's just so few pitchers that I trust. I mean, you know, you've got, uh, you know, our, our boy Sal Romano coming back. Up. Hey, Paisan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so for that reason alone, he needs to be considered. But, uh, but obviously it's Coors with the high total. Um, Tommy Kohler, uh, the sink himself is back, and, and he's allowed eight earned runs in his last start. Um, you know, he, he's just been horrible. I think he's a good guy to stack against. And then Chatwood is second in, um, second worst walk rate in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. So he's another guy, um, you can't really trust same with Zach Davies. So that leaves us in very little options. And so where I would absolutely no problem kind of go hitters first and then reverse, I think this small, tiny slate, if I'm touching it at all, I'm just kind of going to pretty much lock in Waka or Mike Montgomery and just go from there. Well, luckily on the night's late, there's a lot more options. Let's start at the top of the board. Chris Sale, 11,800. Lance McCullers at Toronto, 94. Jose Barrios, 93 at Minnesota. And then we got Robbie Ray at 93, which I got to say, the 93,000 or 9,300, excuse me, you know, it's, I think, kind of find it bizarre because he's going against Rich Hill, who, you know, can barely get into the sixth inning, let alone out of it. And at the same time, you look at the road home ERA splits there for him, too. We're talking about Robbie Ray with a 1.32 ERA on the road. I mean, he has been spectacular this year away from that Arizona ballpark. And to me, I I don't really have an idea of how you can justify going up for, you know, $2,000 more to Chris Sale when Robbie Ray is at a 93 in a very pitcher-friendly environment against a pitcher who I think he's going to outlast in this game. No, that's a really good point. And, um, you know, I, I've been mentioning it the last couple of weeks, but Ray is 
um, really seeming like quite the uh, enigma. I mean, top five in strikeout rate so far this season. He's up there with the big boys, but also top five in terms of walk rate and hard hit rate. And so, yeah. um, you know, over his last four starts, um, he's at, he's allowed at least four walks in each of those starts. And so you got a team like the Dodgers who are, you know, racing to this, um, you know, to the middle post here, here at the all-star break, um, just really hot, but they can't, they just don't hit lefties as well. And so that's sort of the reason why you've got a, the lowest total here on the slate, you know, seven, seven and a half, um, you know, is the implied total, same as the Boston uh, Tampa Bay game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ray definitely feels underpriced uh, on today's slate. Um, you know, on the flip side, you got a guy like Rich Hill who has really sort of turned it on lately. Um, after, you know, all of his starts, not able to even, you know, get past five innings, he's got seven uh, seven innings pitched in each of his last two starts. The blister doesn't seem like really an issue. Struck out 11 uh, against the Padres last week, and the Diamondbacks are uh, up there in terms of strikeout rate against left-handed pitchers, and they're not as good as at home. And so, you know, I think in theory, this looks like a good uh, game to avoid hitters and uh perhaps grab both of those pitchers. You know, it's funny because Robbie Ray is, is one of those guys who, yes, he is inefficient, and normally that's a guy that I'll rail against. But despite the walk troubles, which you've highlighted here already, he's still six of eight in terms of quality starts in his last eight outings. So there's a guy that even though he's walking guys, he's getting out of those jams still, and he's figuring a way to make it work. Now, granted, if this was in Arizona, I don't think I'd you know be saying the same tune. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, is it basically – is Chris Sale the other cash game guy or are you making a case for McCullers or Berrios, Berrios at home or McCullers in Toronto, which might be a little taller? I mean, I really love Chris Sale. Just I really have to play around with, um, you know, see what type of values pop up in terms of, uh, you know, hitters that are near minimum salary that can make my sale fit. Um, I mean, you make an awesome point about, uh, you know, Ray – and uh, the savings that you get there because, you know, dropping down from 11, eight to nine, three, I mean, you can get a lot better bats in. Um, but you know, this, this slate just loaded with, with some really good pitchers. Um, the thing about sale is two games uh, against Tampa Bay this year, 12 strikeouts in each of those games. Yeah. So, you know, the Robbie Ray start, uh, his start at uh, Dodger stadium, he, he fanned 10, uh, 10 Dodger batters in six innings. So that's pretty good too. And so, yeah, it really just depends on what type of values pop up in terms of the hitters. Oh, no, is Jake Faria in this game against Sale the ideal GPP contrarian kind of situation here? I mean, he's been outstanding, and this was a guy in the minor leagues, had a good strikeout-to-walk ratio, a good K per nine. All the, the – you know, it's funny. Everybody wants to talk about Honeywell and the other guys. Meanwhile, Faria was the guy kind of getting it done at AAA. And now Faria, he's been nothing. He's got, you know, five quality starts and five tries. He's been outstanding. Uh, he's only walked five guys so far in these first five starts. I mean, that – that's a tremendous, you know, debut for a young pitcher. I understand Boston is not ideal. I understand it's a tough look for him, but do we give him a puncher's chance here at home in Tampa? I, I mean, you absolutely can. I think it's just that um, that heavy, uh, you know, favorite over there that um, that, that Boston is but, um, on the road. But you know, it's still a, a minus one fifty, one fifty five over there. I mean, obviously, like you mentioned, Fardy has been absolutely incredible. You feel almost like this other shoe's going to drop at some point. But um, you know, Boston's really been a really hit or miss offense and right. uh, a tough team to stack. Um, you just never know when you know Mookie Betts is going to explode for eight RBI. <laughs> you took the words or, out of my mouth. I was like, four. unless you have Mookie Betts that one night. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, great minds yeah. take alike, my friend. But yeah, I mean, outside of him, once you get down that slate too, I, I, that, that's why I bring him up because I'm looking at the rest of these names. And when you continue to go down here, you know, yet you, you do have Fulton on there. You have Bundy, you know, Tomlin's not good. I don't care if it's against San Diego. I don't think I feel great about Tomlin, even in that situation. That's how, you know, it's bad. Like when I don't want to start you against the Padres, that's, <laughs> that's tells you everything you need to know. And that's why I bring up Fari because yeah, I know it's kind of a tough thing. So, I, you know, I guess you can also, this might be one of those nights too, even in tournament plays where you might look at a guy like Gio Gonzalez or maybe a guy like Robbie Ray in that 9K, even though that's not necessarily how much you prefer to spend. You might be better off because the, you know, the ceiling or foundation even or floor for the rest of the guys is just, it's kind of not there for the rest of the bottom of that slate in the pitcher side. Yeah, I mean, I, he's just kind of sticking out there, especially in that price range. I mean, I, you know, D- Dinelson Lamette has been absolutely excellent over his last few starts. But, yeah, I mean, point. he's going, you know, he's going across the country to face a Cleveland team that's loaded with lefties. And, you know, Lamette, you know, he, he's been great over his last three starts. But, you know, those two seven earn run blow ups really kind of scare me. And his splits with uh, lefties and righties is just incredible. I mean, a, a, a Woba under 200 against righties and a 422 Woba against lefties. Oh, Cleveland team. Yeah. It's just loaded. And with some guys. switches. So, yeah. The soft switches in that lineup, too. That, you know, and, and that's the thing with a guy like Lamette. I mean, I can understand if you're doing multiple entries and things like that, maybe that's another way you'd want to go. But I don't know. You got to feel pretty lucky. All right, let's get to this catcher slate over here. You got Buster Posey, 33, top of the board. Contreras, 33 as well. Tyler Flowers at 31. Obviously, in the day slate, you got those guys with the uh, the backups coming in on the day game after night games, uh, including, you know, probably that Murphy-Walter situation. So keep an eye on which one is in there. You know, as you continue to go down there, we talk about, you know, guys like Alex Avila, who's been very good this year, 2,900. You know, do you make cases for guys like Avila at that kind of price, you know, against even a Johnny Cueto this year because of the issues that Cueto's had, you know, if you are going to play that day slate today? Yeah, and he did kind of pop out to me. I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, you're looking at the morning catchers and, um, you know, I, I'm not quite sure how that weather is going to be over in Wrigley today. Um, and, you know, Avila, he's he's underpriced because he's facing Cueto. He had the day off on Thursday. I know he came in to pinch hit. Um, but, you know, 2900 is a, is a is a darn good price. And if he's hitting second in the lineup again, I mean, we, we, we know his numbers against righties this year. Um, he really kind of kind of pops out to me. Outside of him, really, um, you know, I'm looking to attack with some St. Louis bats. And so, you know, Yadi Molina, if he's in the game uh, uh, in the game for Thursday, then I, I'm ready to consider him too, though I may prefer the lefties uh, from the St. Louis side. Yeah, I, I think that's not a terrible idea. Anybody else on the catcher slate? Because this is a rough one here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you got no Sal Perez kind of popping. You got no uh, – uh, Gary Sanchez. So, you know, you're missing a couple of those guys that, you know, you kind of lean on in the cash games where you feel pretty good about what they're going to do in the lineup as you continue to look on here. Those guys aren't on here, and that makes Ketra almost like a, like a complete positional fade today. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's we'll have to see what, uh, you know, how the lineups shake out, and maybe there's somebody hitting higher in the lineup that could work, um, you know, but, you know, possibly somebody like Matt Wieters who continues to be underpriced, um, you know, 2500 right now. Um, obviously, Fulte, uh, Mike Fultonowitz has been a lot better, uh, you know, had a, had a really solid June. Uh, the thing is, I think it's like six, his last six starts, he's pretty much given up one or two earned runs or less, except for a blow up against the Nationals. And so he might do be due for one of those. 
Um, you know, so weeders might be somebody if he's in the lineup that we may want to consider. And then also, um, you know, if you want to go complete GPP uh, contrarian, um, I mean, nobody's going to have this guy. This is just complete off the off the wall play is a $2,200 Wilson Ramos. And just don't at me on Twitter after that. <laughs> All right. First base, Joey Votto, 4,700 in Colorado in the day slate. And I'll tell you this, when you're playing the days late, I think I'm perfectly content to have in, you know, to pay up for Joey Votto here, you know, over the last, since last all-star break to this all-star break this is a guy who's top five in baseball in terms of uh, home runs, RBIs, and a couple other categories, including runs. I mean, Joey Votto's just been absolutely spectacular this year. Uh, it's hard not to like him at this price, but obviously there's other options. You can continue to go down here. Uh, let's talk about some of these guys here. As you look at the first base slate too, who are some of those guys we think, okay, and if I don't, you know, if I don't want to go and spend 4K, you know, Bellinger here tonight, he's at the lefty against Robbie Ray. Is that a way that, I mean, you just completely ignore Bellinger on tonight's kind of slate because of the lefty-lefty matchup? I know some of those splits might not necessarily tell you that, but mm-hmm. does Robbie Rose's road ERA tell you that? Yeah, I mean, the problem problem with Bellinger right now is he's just been ice cold. Um, I think he's a smart hitter. He's going to adjust. And, uh, but, you know, over the last week, I think he's had like, three hits and 30 yeah. bats. So he hit about a hundred, um, really tough to play him. Um, you know, just, you know, just a total GPP play. If you're, if you're stacking and, and trying to get really crazy, don't mind burning a few dollars. Um, but as far as the, uh, you know, the, the early slate, um, obviously really tough to, to go against Votto and then Matt Carpenter, especially if he's leading off, I like him, uh, lefty top of the lineup against Tom Kohler, uh, the sink, who's just been absolutely atrocious. Uh, you know, as far as the afternoon slate is concerned, um, you know, you could consider Ryan Zimmerman if you're looking to uh, to stack up a little bit. And then, um, you know. Uh, well, it's tough because you got guys like you got Smoke going against McCullers, who's a nice value. But again, it's McCullers. So that's a that gives you pause. You got Moreland going against Faria, who's been very good. You know, some of the places where I think we would normally go tonight, those matchups are a little bit questionable. But l- let's talk about Encarnacion for 3,500. Now, there is a matchup against Lamette, who we were just talking about. Now, I know he's a right-handed bat, but is you know, the situation of potentially Lamette pitching with other guys on base enough to get you interested in Encarnacion tonight. Absolutely. And I think either way that he's probably going to be um, the chalk on the slate because you're looking at a lot of these first basemen and the pitchers that they're facing. And there just aren't a lot of really questionable pitchers that you want to, you know, bring your bats up against. And so just, you know, for that reason alone, NC in the middle of the lineup, if you're playing those lefties around him, it's almost kind of hard to skip him. I mean, you may potentially lose out on a couple of home runs. Is he more chalky than Paul Goldschmidt at 4,300 against Rich Hill? Yeah, I think only for the reason that, um, you know, it, it's hard to get Goldie in if you're if you're paying up for pitcher. Right. I think maybe in a tournament it might be a little bit easier, but I think we're going to have a lot of people that are going to try to get Sale in, um, you know, probably Ray and Hill on the secondary. And um, for that reason and the low total, I don't, I don't see too many people going heavy Arizona. All right, let's go to the other side here. Third base, Nolan Arenado, 4,700 in the day slate. You got Jose Ramirez, who you mentioned against Lamette at 42. Is that enough to get you interested in Jose Ramirez? Man, he has been smoking the ball. I mean, yeah, he, that know, would be an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a hit in his last seven games. I mean, the guy's just on fire right now. Yeah, he, he's an absolute beast. Again, just, you know, the, the simple issue, if, if you are going sale and, and trying to fit a, fit, a, fit a lineup around him, um, you know, he's, he's 4200 He's $500 more than the next uh, most expensive guy in Justin Turner. Um, and then, obviously, you got Jake Lamb um, going up against the lefty. That's probably a matchup that people are going to avoid as well. And so, you know, you're almost looking at, 
Um, somebody like Miguel Sano, who I believe already has you know three Ks through his first three at bats on Wednesday, could be in a good bounce back spot against uh, a guy in Dylan Bundy who's really been kind of you know just okay. You know, yeah, four he ERA. You just you know, he's got good numbers against Minnesota in his career, but he's really nothing special. And I I would miss necessarily mind going some Minnesota bats against uh, against Bundy. All right, what about Justin Turner? Is that another guy that, you know, if you don't like Ray in this game, or is that another one where you go, eh, 3,700, Ray's so good, you just kind of go, nah, you keep looking elsewhere and keep going down. Because same thing, you know, with Jake Lamb, lefty, lefty. I mean, this is a very weird day in terms of matchups. I mean, you keep looking at it, even as you continue to go down there. I mean, Machado's got uh, Berrios in there. Donaldson has, <laughs> again, I feel like a broken record here, but this is not an easy slate. Is this even a day here where as we get to a certain point where we go, we have to really just kind of pick a side and go with it. Like, are we, are we going to say we're staying away from these big pitchers with our offensive players or are we, and just going with some of these stacks, even though they don't have some of the, the normal names that we would be trying to put in a stack. You know what I mean? Was there like alternate groups tonight where no, it's not Toronto. It's not, you know, it's not Arizona because those guys just don't have the matchup necessarily that you want. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you're just looking down the list of these pitchers, and and you almost have to find your couple of spots that you want to attack. Uh, you know, a couple starting pitchers, and, and just sort of you know build around them and, and go after those guys. I mean, even in the case of you know, I, I digging in a little bit into the Oakland Seattle matchup, uh, that Paul Blackburn kid, 23 year old, um, mm-hmm. you know, former first round pick, ground ball pitcher, he had a really nice start. I mean, he's come up for Jesse Hahn, who's been absolute garbage, come in and <laughs> replaced him. And, uh, you know, Norn runs against Atlanta, pitched six innings, four Ks in his last start. And so, um, you know, you've got him going against uh, another one of our Paisans and uh, Sam Gaviglio, who isn't necessarily all that great a pitcher, but he's got a two ERA at home. He's been pretty solid. So even there, digging in, it's not necessarily, you know, uh, you know, just, hey, we're just going to go Oakland and Seattle bats and go crazy. I'll tell you what, at second base, I'm feeling pretty good about 4K for against uh, for Altuve against Liriano. I can tell you that right now. I mean, you know, coming off a huge Independence Day to Mr. Altuve, uh, you know, he's been very good of late. I'm starting to feel like as we continue to look at this late, we talked about Cleveland a little bit, that maybe Houston's the other way to go. He's starting to feel them a little bit as we continue to pile on here. Yeah, I mean, that's the spot. If you can afford him, you got to get him in. Um, Houston is, is, is in the best spot. Obviously, they are the hottest offense in the, in the AL, um, arguably in baseball. And, you know, Liriano is kind of the spot where we can attack the bats with. Um, Jose Altuve hit second on, on Wednesday. Might see it again. Either, either way, hitting second, hitting third. Um, the guy's starting to heat up, and he, he's obviously in a good spot there. All right, how about Brian Dozier at 34? You know, this is another guy that I think everyone's just kind of waiting to get going. You know, it does have 13 home runs here as we head into the break. The RBI total is lower. The average is kind of, you know, man. I mean, everything's down considering what our expectation was off of last year. But against Dylan Bundy, as you were talking about, a guy who's been underwhelming, is Dozier one of these guys, too, that you would throw in this grouping with Sano or Vargas or somebody like that? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of at a good good spot, um, you know, for – he, he's, he's, he's priced well too, right in the middle there. Um, you know, target field has been one of the better hitter parks um, of the season, surprisingly. Um, you know, obviously their hitters have a lot to do with it. And this is without Dozier really heating up. Um, obviously, we're not going to expect that massive second half explosion like we saw last season. But, um, you know, he's obviously in a good spot there. Um, and if you're looking for a super, uh, another, again, uh, I'm throwing out these contrarian plays because um, I kind of know my Dodgers well, but uh, Logan Forsythe, if he's leading off, um, he's mm-hmm. a little cheaper there at 3000. He's been crushing lefties. He's been really heating up since his uh, toe injury went away. So over the last two weeks, 
um, you know, cr- crushing lefties. So he might be end up being in a good spot there as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's as we continue to go on here through the position too. You go over shortstop in the middle infield with Trey Turner out, with Correa doing with a thumb issue, Seager against a lefty. I mean, we're all grateful Zach Cozart's back, but if you're not playing the night slate, that if you're not playing the day slate, that's not really going to help you very much. So as we continue to go down here, are we looking at guys like Lindor at 3,300? I see, like we keep coming back to these Cleveland Indians. <laughs> it's a situation yeah. where it just seems to be where the value is being dictated tonight. I mean, because I. I mean, you could try to throw a dart at some of these other guys, but I don't know. I don't think the matchup, the ballpark factor, any of the things really sort of match up. It's a very weird evening. That's why I think we've got to rely heavily on make that, make that pitcher selection really count tonight. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is Lindor is still underpriced. Um, he has been just because, you know, his power is up, but his, you know, his, his contact, his batting average is down. And so, um, you know, I think we started to see it, see it over the last few games where the guy is heating up. And so, you know, I mean, obviously that's a good matchup there. Um, he's going to be there at or towards the top of the lineup. And, you know, it doesn't re- there really is no justification for, for, for paying up um, necessarily for, uh, you know, for Corey Seager against the lefty or uh, Xander Bogarts against Faria. And so, you know, really, you know, if you're not going in the direction of Lindor, which is going to be the chalk and you want to be a little different, basically we just got to see what comes up in terms of the lineup. Like is, is Steven Drew going to be in the lineup? I mean, right. he's obviously hitting over 300. He's been, you know, old school veteran, but he's been hitting. Well, we all know um, what Drew is at this point. He's a guy that is going to hit the occasional home run. And if you get lucky on that night where he's playing and he does and the matchup's favorable, then you're in good shape with him. We, we called him the other night the responsible punt play. <laughs> you know, those yeah. kind of guys. You know, if you're going to punt, punt responsibly. Don't just, you know, throw it out there. Let's talk about Gene Segura for 3,500 too. I know you mentioned the rookie pitcher here, and, you know, it's – I know Blackburn is certainly with not without skill set, but considering we are talking about a young kid here, do we look at guys like Segura, like, you know, uh, like Cano and all these guys over in Seattle as another viable option here? Oh, yeah. I mean, Segura's always in play. Uh, he – is one of the leaders in in uh, in terms of hitting so far this year, and yeah. uh, a lot of multiple hit games. I mean, just in his last two games, he's got you know two games with four hits apiece, and he's putting up those Fanduel points. You know, very often you're seeing you know fifteen, eighteen, twenty up there on the uh, in his outings, and so he he too seems a little bit underpriced to me at thirty five hundred. I'm not I'm not afraid to go against this rookie here in Blackburn. All right, baseball is here, and don't get stranded on first base without a RotoWire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash RotoWire on to the outfield. Bryce Harper, I hope he's in a good mood. Uh, if he's playing tonight at 4,800, because we always want Bryce Harper to good, but there is some weather concern in that game in Washington, we know. But let's go to George Springer, 44, for $400 less, and talk about him as we talk about Mr. Liriano and maybe putting some Houston shares together here. How do you feel about all this price, 4,400 all the way up for Springer? Is it too much, or are we still going buying in? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's just all a matter of roster construction at a certain point. You know, if we're putting in uh, Springer and Altuve and, and all these guys, it's just so tough to fit. But, you know, Springer's been having a magical season. He is, uh, you know, second or third, I believe, in, in home runs in the majors. Yeah, he's 25, almost that, right? Yeah, 25 yeah. homers, hitting almost 300 and, and leading off. I mean, that's a great spot. He's definitely he, – he will definitely be popular and is a really good option. 
All right, for $400 less, though, you can go back into the Seattle grouping uh, for Nelson Cruz. Is that a, a better use of the $400, or do you prefer to pay up for Springer considering the ballpark factor? So I am, I love Nelson Cruz. I've gotten, you know, season long teams. And the problem is he's got his longest uh, streak in, in, in several years in terms of, uh, you know, a home run drought. So it's been over mm-hmm. 22 games now. And uh, I know he got, he was two for two the other day and he had a couple of RBIs in the walk, but um, outside of that, he just hasn't been putting up the numbers. And so, you know, if you want to get crazy a little bit in the tournament um, pay up, but right now he just kind of looks lost at the plate. I don't know if it's as much as lost as perhaps he's hurt or, you know, nursing some sort of injury, maybe still with the wrist or maybe the hammy that keeps flaring up. But uh, he's kind of scary to me at the moment. All right, let's continue to go down this slate. As you go and you, and you scroll through here, you know, stands in the day slate. We talked about, you know, how you want to approach that. I think it's clearly just an offensive day. If you're going to go GBP, whatever it is, cash game, I think you've got to build that offense. But the rest of this, where are the values here in that mid to three range where you go, okay, these are guys I feel good about. These are guys I think can return this value with a good matchup. Because I think the outfield is a little bit more forgiving than the infield as we continue to start through here yeah yeah and i think we'll probably have to find that one you know guy on you know 2400 or under who could be right. a really good value but uh um you know it's those cleveland lefties it's uh lonnie chisholm hall there in the middle um, who's had a nice little streak here by the way yeah i mean i think this is what lonnie chisholm hall does right he has one good month a year and it causes uh, people to pick him up off the waiver wire in their season-long leagues and then afterwards you're looking at yourself and going what the hell am i doing with lonnie chisholm hall my roster <laughs> yeah, uncanny happens almost every year. So. I know. I, I I feel like the science, the silence of yours, just speaks to the truth of that. <laughs> it's happened I mean, to all of us. You know, We've all been those guys where we're you know you're deep in a league, you're desperate, you go, oh, he's on a hot streak, and then you like a week later, you go, what was I thinking about? Well, I think also some people are living off that game from two years ago where he hit like three home runs and had nine RBIs or something. And, and you know, so, you know, that, that, that's their claim to fame. And so, um, you know, he, he's not going to repeat that, but um, he could have his occasional good games there, especially with a game against Lamette here today. Yeah. Uh, all right. Continuing down here, you know, as I'm looking through here, trying to find some of the, you know, under underpriced guys, again, it's, it's kind of tough. It's funny too, how, and maybe this it's been a while since I really noticed it from doing the podcast. I don't think I've been doing a podcast in a while where the Yankees weren't on the slate. When you take a lot of those Yankee bats, and I don't mean necessarily judge. I'm talking guys like Didi, guys who have been very moderately priced, nice return guys, depending on whether they're in Yankee Stadium or not. It's funny how it seems to have a little bit of a ripple effect here. Like that's a, that's a place where some of these guys like Hicks, who had been going well before he got hurt, where you can find some value here in this. And And when they're not on the slate, it's – it's kind of obvious if that makes sense yeah. to you. Yeah. And the, th- and the thing is when you're looking at that bottom of the salary, I mean, these are, you know, this is obviously intentionally priced. I mean, you know, a, a guy like Malik Smith who actually may not even be in the game against sale. I mean, he's priced all the way down at 2,300 lefty on lefty. That's about as tough as it gets. Um, you know, you got somebody like Kike Hernandez who might be in the lineup um, against Robbie Ray, the lefty, but again, it's just another tough matchup. It's not somebody that you really want to play in cash. Um, you know, per chance, a, a, a Jared Dyson who could steal you a couple bags, but he's sitting near the bottom of the lineup. And so you're really just kind of, you know, searching through it. There's really no one outside of, you know, perhaps Brandon Geyer, who, you know, has been a, a lefty hitting specialist for quite some time, but the guy really hasn't done anything this year, hasn't been in the lineup much, and he's hitting about a buck ninety. And it's and in a day where you're losing in the day games, if you're just playing the nights late, you're losing bats like Ozuna and J.D. Martinez. It becomes a much tougher struggle. I'm telling you right now, kids, get that picture right. <laughs> because oh, yeah. this is going to be one of those nights where I think the pay lines are going to be 
you know, it's going to be tight, you know, in those tight things where you're just, you know, one hit here and there is going to be the difference here more than usual. You know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams running away in cash games tonight. I think it's going to be a very, very small separator. So get the pitcher right. Make sure you're on there. Don't get fancy. Don't overthink anything here. Any other last words here for any of these batters or stacks tonight before we head out? No, I mean, we, I think we covered it pretty well. I think, um, you know, looking at it, we, we know that uh, Houston against Liriano uh, and Cleveland against Lamette, the bats in those games are going to be um, the popular ones. The cash game plays. People are going to pay up for sale and, and drop down to Robbie Ray. And so in tournaments, you want to be a little different. If you try to want, want to try to win a big tournament, you got to find those spots to attack where you are contrarian and uh, per- perhaps take all the money. And I agree with you. If Drew or somebody like that is in a lineup, those are the kind of guys you can find the responsible punts, check out where they are in the lineup, see if you can get pay dirt with one of them so you can go and pay up for either the bigger bats of the stacks we're talking about or the bigger arms. All right. You can follow him on Twitter at RotoGut. You can follow me at JoePizzaPS17. For Vlad Sedler and everybody here at RotoWire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy.